Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode three of the Time Lightment Podcast. I hope that all your dreams, goals, and aspirations are coming true each day with a current plan of action and steps that t- that it takes to make sure that you accomplish that. I'm so glad that you all took the time out to listen to this podcast, and we're hoping that you find it enlightening, inspiring, and encouraging in the, in the sense of you knowing who you really are. Today's topic is going to be looking for myself. Before I go into that, though, I just want to try to throw this out there to, to anyone that's listening. What does looking for yourself sounds like to you and what does it mean? Do you think that you found yourself in your present journey or are you still looking? And if you have found yourself, are you able to then share that method or those particular reveal to other people? But before we get into the topic, I just want to encourage everyone to please go to Amazon and type up my name, Leroy Fleming. And there you will see my body of work, which you can invest in and begin the road to add into the enhancing of your life. Like I said to you in the beginning, I was given the gift of poetry by the creator to redefine my life, to bring balance to my life, and to make sure that I understand that my life has meaning even though I suffered a tragic loss. And you too can do the same. You don't have to have a tragic loss to find out what inspires you and what encourages you. But the inevitable is inevitable, and we must all prepare for that. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about looking for myself. And the best way to start this off is to talk about me and what I saw in myself and that I didn't see in myself and what I see currently. When I was young, I used to be a quiet kind of kid. I want to say reserved and to myself. I had some introspection and I knew that I wanted to do something with my life as related to my mother and father. How many of you want to do something special with your life, but you don't think you're special, but everybody else you see, you think they're special and you're not. This is the, this, here's the dilemma that we all face and facing that dilemma when you're a child, you can't really get the answers from the creator like you want. Therefore, you would seek outside encouragement for most kids. Some kids know who they are. Like I just watched a documentary on Eric Clapton. And when he heard blues on the radio, he knew from that point on that he wanted to play blues and he was under 10 years old. He wanted to play that music because it touched his heart. It felt real and visceral to him. And he set out on a journey to figure out how to do that or play those blues that were, that was created from the African-Americans at that time. When you are trying to find yourself, that's what you're latching on to. You're listening for signals in the universe and you're listening for someone that may be doing something that you like that would encourage you to move forward. Now, my mother 
was a great encourager and she always had a a little hint of butt in it and it was only in my mind to try to protect me from whatever was out there my brothers as well and I know that she really meant well because everything that we did she would encourage us and I wanted to dream higher but I, I was reluctant to try to tell anybody around me and I just want to say this to young people out there anybody has a dream Don't be reluctant as of today to tell people what you think your dream or your goal is or what it is you want to accomplish. Uh, Denzel breaks it down, you know, between plan A and plan B. There's no plan B. When you're younger, this is the most poignant thing that you can know. Whatever your goal is, go get it. If you are young and you want to play football, go get it. If you are young and you want to play soccer, go get it. If you are young and you want to play basketball, go get it. If you are young and you want to play chess, go play. Play until your heart can find out if that's your true passion. If it is not, then move on. And But what you will have, ladies and gentlemen, you will have the experience then to share with the generation coming behind you about going to get it. And you knowing what that meant. For me... It was was about trying to go and play basketball. Basketball was a thing where I grew up. It was a thing that could distinguish you and set you apart from other things that may be going on in life. It is that gift that you're constantly trying to find to remold yourself and your life. And it's just something that I thought was great exercise. But there are steps involved in becoming a basketball player. Don't let nobody fool you. You have to be determined mentally to want to make it. You have to be determined physically to prove to yourself that you deserve to be there and that no matter what, this is what you're going to accomplish. And we all have to get out there and make sure that those are the things that we want and what we need. And I play basketball, street ball all the time. And street ball was just a way of just trying to get you tough for organized ball. But organized ball has rules and regulations and stipulations where people are constantly trying to outwit you, outplay you, outhustle you so that the coaches can think that that's their guy. And the guys that I grew up with constantly told me that in order for you to be a basketball player, you got to be mentally tough. And I learned that over the years that it just does not apply to sports. It applies to anything else that you want to do in life. You got to be mentally tough to withstand the bombardment of pressure that you're going to get, not only from what you put on yourself, but from what the external environment provides for you. And I remember getting out there trying to play and every day, there was always a big guy. We always called him the big boys, trying to find a way to shut down the very thing that you were trying to do. But in order to overcome that, you had to be able to get in the mix and play with them and become that leader or that winner that you set out to be. Because let's face it, life is not going to be kind to you or I life is just going to be life and life is going to constantly come at you 
with things that you know that are going to challenge you, that you know that are going to make you have to look for and search for and find a way to achieve what you want. And I had to learn that. And I had to constantly go at that. And in my junior high school years, I didn't make the team because I had a hint of fear. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be afraid. If there's something that you're going after, know that it's just going to be a challenge and don't run away from it. If you don't run away from it, then the only thing you can do is face it. And when you face it, you take away that fear factor that exists with it. And initially, you're going to have a, your heart is going to beat faster. Your mind is going to race and you're going to wonder whether or not you need to be there. But you got to show up. In order to be successful, you got to show up. And I remember in practice how everybody hustled, layups, defense, passing the ball, posting up, and doing all those things. But the coaches always wanted that extra hustle, right? What At what player do you see out there that even when he's tired, they're going to give you everything that they have still because they don't run off of the same energy that the normal person would run off. And that's what distinguished athletes. And that's what distinguished business leaders. That's what distinguished writers. That's what distinguished everybody that has done something. They don't run on a normal timetable. They don't use a normal amount of energy. They use more. They expend more energy because they realize that their goal is going to require that. And Mr. Les Brown always says, if it's hard, do it hard. That simply means you're going to put that energy where it needs to be. You're not going to perform under that. You're going to perform to the level that it requires for you to be at the top of your game. And I got cut in the ninth or 10th grade, and I was defeated by that. I thought I was a better player than everyone else. But the problem was is that I didn't hustle enough. But the fellas that taught me street ball, that hustle was there. But I just think that the organ, organizational structure of it made me nervous. That means I had a little fear of the person in front of me. But other players that made the team had no fear of the other person in front of them. It could have been that they knew the person or they were just competitive. And in order for you to make it, ladies and gentlemen, in this world, you got to be competitive. And it doesn't mean that you have to like destroy your enemy, but it does mean that if you do have an adversary, that that adversary understands that if you step in this perimeter, then this is where I rule and this is where I regulate my own domain. And when I was looking for myself, I tried to think that basketball was the main identity of me identifying myself because my goal was to provide for my family long term. My goal was to take care of my mom. But if I had that fear then that wasn't going to happen. And I want to say to the parents out there, don't ever detract from your son's or your daughter's dream. Encourage them about what it takes to make it and then let them go. If you can provide any guidance along the way, please do so. And don't put the pressure on them to feel that it has to be something that is not. When you're young, you just play. 
You play because it's great exercise. It teaches, it teaches you camaraderie. It teaches you teamwork. It teaches you to think outside of the box. It teaches you structure. All of those things are good for the mind as you develop. And when they get older, if it's something that they're really passionate about, then it'll be something that they will pursue regardless of how the parents may feel about it. And the thing about our children today is that the pressure that they want to put on them to do things I think is unfair. They should do it because, number one, it's fun. They see it, they identify with it, and they want to do it because it's fun. And as we grow up, sometimes we see the meaning, and the meaning could be, I see my mom struggling, therefore this is my ticket, I'm going to master this so that this ticket can take me to the next level. I see my mom struggling, and I want to be an entrepreneur. So I think while I'm young, I need to figure out what business savvy is and get out and become the next business leader. All of those things go into looking for yourself. Now, me personally, I never had the opportunity to go to the next level, which to me would have been college. I did make the basketball team my junior year, senior year, but it was no guarantee for the next level. So many more talented people, not only at my school, but in the world in general. I had the determination, but the discipline and the sacrifice, I don't think I did enough. When you want to pursue something, sacrifice has to be at the top of your list. What are you willing to give up to do this? Anybody that you see that is successful, if you're looking at it financially, they have to sacrifice something. If they're doing it for a political cause, they have to sacrifice something. You have to give up something. I think greater than the dream than you think. If you want to be an A-plus student in all your classes, you're going to have to give up partying. You're going to have to give up trying to get out here and run with all of their friends. You have to focus on what it takes to be an A student, to make the dean's list, to make those things that people will consider you to be an intellectual. There's always sacrifice in every field. I don't know any field where you don't sacrifice. Me, I sacrificed, but I didn't sacrifice enough. And the thing about time, you can only go back in your memory. You can't go back to the past. And that was a hard lesson for me. And the reason I say that, and as you guys know, I constantly say this, and it's not that I feel want you to feel sorry, it's just this is the reality that I was faced with. In pursuit of my dream, my mother passed away. This threw me totally out of my game. Anything that I thought I aspired to, I crashed. And there was nobody to bring me out of that slump. So looking for myself, I really had to go internally. And internally, I was led to write poetry as a form of expression to release the crushing blow that was dealt to me by life. And in doing that, I began to see that the world is still spinning and I'm still in pain. But when I began to write, I began to see the world still spinning, but the pain on me was not as great. Now I find myself releasing all of those memories from the past, all of the current memories that are now and the things that may come in the future. I began to talk about my love for life. I began to reflect and see how much I love my mother truly, 
how much I love my brothers and sisters, the extended family, my friends, my homeboys, my college experience. I begin to see what it's like to chase a dream. And when I tied it to my mom, even if I get the dream, I don't think I'd be 100% happy. But since I made a promise, I got to pursue the dream. Once you begin to make that promise to yourself about the dreams, about what it takes to make it, and if you have attached it to someone and you lose that someone, then it doesn't have that much significance. But it's still significant because you have to accomplish it because of the promise that you made. And if those people are still around and you want to run a really want to work hard at it, then by all means, go all out for it. And I say this particularly when you're in high school and you're living with your parents and you want to make that that leap where while you're living with them, you can make that leap. Why? Because they're going to take care of you until you're 18 and you go off to college. So why not explore all the options in high school to find out what you're passionate about so when you get to college, there would be no no hesitation in that. We all got to look for ways to make ourselves happy. And I think whatever is put inside of us that doesn't do harm to the community, ourselves and society and the world abroad, then those are the things that we can look at. But are we all going to follow that way? No, life, there's 7.5 billion people and we're not lining up all to be harmonious and living in a utopic society. We're just trying to find ourselves. And me looking for myself had to come out through poetry so I could release the pain or the joys or the excitement about life, about my mother, about my brothers and sisters, about myself, about my friends, about my families, about my dreams, about my goal. I had to realize that there's nobody that's going to lift me out of this but me. Now, how many of you have sat in a room or driven in your car or was just walking around on your job or in your entrepreneurial spirit, sat down and thought about all of these things coming to you at once and how you're going to manage them. Any successful person will be able to do that. There's a young man named Antonio T. Smith Jr. He is constantly trying to educate the masses that takes his online courses about how to achieve that success even if you feel that you can't. He lays out specific guidelines that it takes to make it in the internet world and even in the business world when he talks about relationship. And I just met him recently, but if you go back in my life, these are the things that I've been trying to understand for a long period of time. And losing my mother, I lost my connection to life. I think she was my centerpiece to me getting to know people or being open or expressing myself in a way that was conducive to my dream and the things that I wanted. But I really, But I also knew that it would be difficult. And you have to know and you must know that this journey that you want that you're on is number one, is difficult because your mom brings you into this world. And after she brings you into the world, then it becomes ease. Now they have to pay attention to you to make sure that you are health, happy, healthy, and sane as you're growing up. And sometimes the pressure of our world is just too great. But those that can withstand all of the external things, there's great potential for upward bounce. But also you got to be able to master the internal things so that the external things don't impede your progress. That actually you become so intimate with yourself that externally you can acknowledge it, but it's not going to hold you back from your dream. And as I be, 
began to become that poet that I needed to be for the world of expression that I have. I reflected on a piece that I wrote about my mom, and I'm going to read it to you in its entirety in just a moment. But I just got you, I just need you to understand that when you are looking for yourself, you're looking for the highest form of expression that would allow you to accomplish that dream. And that has to always have an action with it. You just can't think about it. You have to be able to put something in place to make it become a reality. As long as it exists in your mind and it's not out here in this real world, then it's a fantasy. And you got to begin to extract the fantasy in order to make the dream real. And you can see this with anybody that has done anything successful. Like Jay-Z talked about becoming a billionaire. And he talked about it in his music a lot. And I think this year, it manifested itself where he became a billionaire. And it's not necessarily that that I'm saying I applaud that part. What I applaud is he had a dream, a goal, and he stuck to the plan to do that. You can look at LL Cool J. He had to make all the albums that he needed to make. And once he made his last album, he said he was going to walk away from the rap music and do something interesting. And he become, he's one of the most successful actors in Hollywood. All of those things that we think about all the time, we see people doing it, but we don't put it on ourselves that we can. And I just want you to know when you're looking for yourself, these are the things that you got to look for. What is it that I want to do? Once I identify it, what are the steps to make it become a reality? Do I need people in my life to help me with that? Or must I first go on the road alone? And remember the Chinese proverb, I think, the journey of a thousand miles begin with the first step. That first step has to be you. There's nobody else that's going to take that step for you. You got to be able to do it. And when my poetry began to manifest itself, there was nobody here to give me techniques to poetry. I was just summoned by the universe to write. And as I segue out of this and I begin to read you the poem titled An Angel, I just want you to see how the universe spoke to me. Hopefully it resonate with you and at the same time cause you to inquire and go look and see and begin to take the journey with me by investing in my work. So what I'm going to recite for you all right now is a poem titled An Angel. An angel. I was born into a world where I didn't see an angel. I wasn't lost or confused. There just wasn't an angel to take care of me. Someone was feeding me and holding me. When I cried, there was a voice consoling me. I couldn't make the voice out, but it was gentle and soon my crying stopped. When I smiled, there was a face smiling back at me. She seemed nice and showed great concern for me. I didn't know if she was an angel, but I could tell the face loved me. I got a little older and the face started talking to me, saying words that I couldn't understand. They put me to sleep every night. I'm older now and I never found my angel. I asked the creator 
Who would love me? I didn't have an angel that I could see. Insight said that your angel was always there. I looked up and saw that my angel was my mother. That, ladies and gentlemen, was pure inspiration. I had no earthly idea that writing that would give me a release and a revelation in the world that we live in as human beings. The greatest consolation that I got from writing was it took me back to places that were covered in darkness that I didn't know was there. And I was looking to shine light on them so that the pain wouldn't be so great and that I wouldn't be a young man that would be crying all the time. You're going to inevitably see people leave you on this planet because it's the cycle of life. What you got to do is when you look for yourself, you have to make sure that you're full with life because of the message that your mother left you, because of the message that your father left you, because of anybody that has raised you to understand that life is a very precious thing and you must live it to the spiritual capacity that gives you the greatest revelation about the world at large. Let's face it, it's not going, this world is not going to fix itself. And what I, when I say world, I mean the world of man. It's not going to fix itself until everybody goes looking for themselves and they find out who they are and they're able to apply that to the world with the least amount of pressure. When you can p- apply who you really are to circumstances, then you master the circumstances. They don't master you. And when you can master yourself, then you have mastered the laws of the universe. Now, we are going to struggle with this from time to time because we're human. We are going to make mistakes. It's a part of the process. I don't know too many perfect human beings that were ever born on this planet. But if you come in and you realize that you are a mortal physically, but you are an immortal spiritually, if you let the mortal side take over you, then you can never go looking for yourself because that part of you It's out here in the world waiting to be manipulated by people. But if you let the immortal side of you dominate, then everything outside of you, you can control. You can't control your emotions. You can't control whatever direction you want to go. You can't control those things that are within your control. You don't necessarily control people, but you can control people if you have the highest principle or if you just want to do it out of fear. If you want people to fear you, of course, you can do it that way as well. And nobody really knows the formula to life. But the one thing I can say about learning from where I am is that you must uncover who you are. It always lies dormant inside of you. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that that proved to be Helpful. I hope that you share this with other people and get them to understand that we're here to encourage and inspire and get the individual to look for themselves, find themselves, uncover themselves and become that leader that they need for themselves. In my parting words, there are three quotes that I always use and I want to use that right here on episode three. And they are one by Dr. Napoleon Hill, Antonio T. Smith Jr. 
and one of my favorite, which is my own. And I think these three quotes sum up looking for yourself. Dr. Hill says that if the mind can conceive it and believe it, then the mind can achieve it. Antonio T. Smith Jr. says you can plant better. You can dominate. Not dominating people, dominating yourself. And by dominating yourself, you can accomplish your dreams and your goals with the help of people outside of you. And last but not least is one of my favorites. It was given to me by the universe as well. I'm pretty sure it was given to these two gentlemen also. And mine is, life doesn't require less from you. Life doesn't require more from you. All life requires is that you maximize your 24 hours. And if you are able to do that, then you will find yourself and you will be able to control the destiny that lies before you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. And I thank you guys for tuning in and be ready for episode four. And you can go to Amazon, type my name, Leroy Fleming, and you can see my body of work. And if you should ask me where you should start, I would say start with volume number one of the Time Lightment series because it's the introduction into how poetry came into my life and has maintained itself until this very day. And I don't want you to ever be afraid of getting out here and making mistakes after mistake until you learn. Take it from me. If you don't make them, you don't learn and you don't grow. And give yourself a chance to at least say, I've given this battlefield all that I have. I've learned my lesson. And I am at the top of fear. Therefore, I can have and be and do anything that I want. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have an amazing day. And I will see you back here for episode four. Thank you and have a great day.